Cool. Who are you texting? Who's not, who are you texting? I'm nosy. I want to know. Who I wasn't actually texting. I was just posting shit. Did you mention me? Uh, yeah, I was about to. That's mm -hmm. cool. All yeah, right. I was going to mention you. I like that you're Natasha Pearl. Yeah. I like Pearl as a name. Pearl was necessary because I, when I was starting comedy in Chicago, I was like 21 and Googling things was a new term. And I Googled Natasha Hansen and Natasha Hansen is like a Swedish or Danish Olympian cyclist. Okay. And so I was like, well, I gotta set myself apart from that. I gotta use my middle name. So you add the pearl. Add the pearl. Mm -hmm. Now, when you were little and you were in trouble, did your mom utilize Tasha Pearl? Really? Mm -hmm. Just Tasha Pearl. Tasha Pearl. Oh. When I'm good, my You're... parents just call me Pearl. They actually just oh. call me by my middle name. Okay. Mm -hmm. My dad and my mom both call me Pearl. So as an adult, you're rarely ever Pearl. Right. <laughs> I, I know. I'm never good. <laughs> my friends, my friends never call me Pearl. My friends call me Tosh. Or NPH. I like NPH. Mm -hmm. NPH is pretty, pretty much all like the other comedians call me NPH. Hence your Instagram, NPH exactly. comedy. NPH comedy. This way we know who we're dealing with. We're not the NPH dude, the right. king of all NPHs, but I'm a secondary. Okay. I'll be the secondary for a while until right. I can take over the, the you've brain. Been, you've been busy since I last saw you. Yeah. It was like a month ago. I feel like it, or maybe two months. No, no, no. It wasn't two months ago. It was like. When did I record you? It was probably about three, four weeks ago. Oh, right, right, right. But I'm Every thinking place. from your first time, when was your first show here in Vegas? September 16th. September 16th. Mm -hmm. So today we're November yeah, 11th. Yeah, that was so. two months ago. Okay. Um, yeah, it's been a busy, been a busy couple of months. It's been a busy like two weeks even. It's like, sometimes I can't even keep up with myself. <laughs> you did a USO tour? Yeah. What's was, that like? I was overseas uh, armed forces, so it's technically the USO is like the mothership, okay. and then the armed forces entertainment is like one of their branches. So that's what they do to keep um, health and wellness for all the troops up, like yep. their, you know, just the mentality and welfare. It stands. I forget what it stands for. It's MD, MWR. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was cool. It was the first tour that I'd ever done where I didn't have to orchestrate everything myself. Every tour I usually do, I've got to line up the different clubs I'm going to be playing. Usually, I'll build a tour around like one kind of great date. Yeah. And say, okay, if I'm going to go there, I'll build out these other cities around it. So this was the first thing I ever got to do where somebody just gave me an itinerary and had people coming to pick me up all the time. But it was very regimented. I was just gonna say it's scheduled like to the minute, it's right? Scheduled. Like mm -hmm. food, everything. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, food, everything. Everything is very timely in the military. So, which is good in right. a lot of ways. Um, but in order to see the cities that you're close to, like we were, you know, 45 minutes outside of Rome, or no, we were like an hour and a half outside of Rome. We were staying in Gaeta, which is a port city where they have the naval base. In Italy, and then one of the one of the cities we were in, we were like 45 minutes outside of Venice. So the only times we had free would be like from 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. before our call time was at 9 a.m. where they'd pick us up and ship us somewhere, um, or we'd have an afternoon that was free and we'd have from 6 p.m. to midnight open. So like we had to see the cities in those time frames. So we saw Venice before it was even awake yet. Wow. And we saw Rome when it was like. So your first time out there. 20 years ago, I went. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was a student ambassador for the U.S. <laughs> oh, so you've always done stuff on that highway. Yeah, I mean, I've all, that's, ironically, that's what ended up starting my comedy career, that, when I was a student ambassador, because we had to keep journals, 
And um, they made all the student ambassadors keep a journal. And it was supposed to be about like political shit or like looking at buildings and like nobody who's 14 cares about any of that. So, I mean, I- At 49, I don't care. Right? I mean, I really don't either. I mean, it was cool to see the Coliseum and stuff, but like the way that I manifest in a city is to like be out in the streets and feel what it feels like to live there and the culture and the people and that kind of stuff. And the food. The food, yeah. It's all about the food. It's not about the things that are in this, you know, the things can be cool, but you know, I like to go and feel the city. And so during this, during that, you know, student ambassador program 20 years ago, I was notorious for staying up late at night and writing in my journal like 20 pages. So all the different roommates I was getting assigned were like, Natasha writes a lot. And then they finally asked if they could collect my journal and read it. And I was writing all the like, the shit we do to each other, like funny pranks we play on each other with language barriers, um, pr- like pranks. It was just like younger mentality stuff. I almost got kicked out of being a student ambassador. It's so strange because when you say 20 years ago to me, I'm thinking in my head, like, wow, at nine years old, you were doing yeah, right. so much. You were yeah. an overachiever. 14, 14, yeah. I'm 30, 34. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And what's coming up uh, in the future now for you? Well, fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so right now, I always have, like, so many things that are I'm working on months out that when they start to unroll, I'm like, oh, shit, I have this stuff to do. Um, right now, I'm working on figuring out where my comedy special is going to live that I shot in June. Mm-hmm. Um, also, ironically, um, right before I shot my comedy special, I perform every year in St. Croix. Wow. And so, St. Croix is an island in the, um, you know, in the Caribbean. Yep. And uh, I had done a show in St. Croix and it sold out. So, the next day, I was at the bar in St. Croix and this one guy was sitting next to me. He's like, I couldn't make it to your show, but I heard you were really funny. I told him I was going to be shooting a comedy special like two weeks from then in Madison. This was in uh, late May that I was in St. Croix. That guy flew from St. Croix to my comedy special. Really? To come to see me record. And he's here tonight in the artist. Come on. Yeah, he's at the table next to us that we were trying to sit at. Okay. So he he came out for my show in Vegas now, too. He was like, I haven't seen you in a long time. He just just really enjoyed my humor and my Hashtag energy, super fan. Yeah, huh? super, really fucking cool guy. He does um, biomagnetic healing. I don't know if you know what that is. I don't. You should have him do some shit on you. Yeah, did it work? Does it work? <laughs> I don't know. Come on. I, mean, I think it does because it yeah. worked on me. It, like, it calms your nerves and stuff. Really? But, um, is it like close your eyes and... Uh, no, he does like... I don't even know how to explain it. Does he use like a to, tool for this? or? No, he used to use magnets, but now he just... He just wills it. It's just yeah. <laughs> Jedi shit. Pokey pokey um, kinda. <laughs> but he's here tonight, and so um, that special is going to be coming out. So there's, I'm in a kind of a bidding war right now with two platforms. That's nice. So I'm going to figure out where I want to have it live. Okay. It's just tough to and know. You're leaning towards. I'm leaning towards Amazon. Oh, I didn't think you'd say. Okay, so it's Amazon or who's the other one? The... I, don't, I won't say the N-word. The N-word? No. Just came in. no okay. I, wish it, I wish I had the... If it was the N-word, it would be I no, no contest. You'd go Netflix all the, all the you way. You know, but here's the thing. When you're being realistic about your first comedy special, I mean, look at who's out on Netflix right now. We had, just had Chappelle drop. We got, like... Right. You know, right. everybody's coming out on Netflix. Like, I'm, I'm okay with not doing that. This is number one. You know? How does it work for something like Amazon? I mean, you don't have to say specific numbers, but like, is it, do they give you like a flat fee kind of thing or is it based on downloads or is it um, a com- combination? It's a combo. Okay. I, it depends if you go with Amazon Studios or Amazon Prime. Okay. Um, I think they have different structures. Um, every place is just different. It, it's like, what do you want to 
sacrifice because we, we paid for the special myself myself and my director yeah so it's like do we want to just look at money or do we want to look at exposure or do we want to look at right. you know who's if it's the right market I think for a number one project your exposure and your market being correct are way more important than money money comes with the big picture mm -hmm. down the road if everything's not about a price tag Talk about that a little bit. You're not the average comedian. Like you're, you're really like comedian slash entrepreneur. Like you really <laughs> approach it. You you don't wait for the big the big break. Uh, you kind of no. take matters in your own hands and you create your break. Really. Yeah. I mean, well, I started um, I started getting an interest like a couple years ago in apps and tech. Um, couple meaning like five. I was ordering Ink magazine, INC magazine. Yep. Yep. Um, kind of looking at what apps were coming out and stuff. So I started getting involved in investing in little apps here and there. Um, because when I started in comedy, I was working in the restaurant business for so long. And like I used to do event planning. So I would find certain apps that needed some of the skills that I had and be like, let me connect you to these people. I would like a piece of the pie here. Um, so I started getting a little bit savvy in that world. And so now I'm um, like co-founder of one app and a partner in another. Um, one of them is a is a travel app, which is great because I do all my own tours and produce my own tours. So now I have leverage with the app and with companies that I make brand deals with to like make my tours better. Yep. But um, I always like see something rolling out. So like with my first special, which is called I Was Supposed to Get Married Today, um, my second special, I started working on the title and the and the premise of it as a series immediately before I even started filming my first special. So then I was able to, for my first special, pitch um, my second, which is called Diary of a Bad Fiance, to Edinburgh, and I got in. I'm going to be in Edinburgh Fest next year. So really? my second special, so I already have a timeline to work on, which is why I started this Vegas show, because I was like, every week I need to at least get a half hour of new mater of material yep. in front of people in like a sol solid place that I can work through. I need to bang through material really fast because by August next year I have to have another hour in. Is it hard? At, so we're at the Artisan in Vegas, which is not a typical place where you would do stand-up. I mean, like when I first saw the flyer, <laughs> whenever you first sent that to me, I was like, the Artisan, like I've been to that hotel. It's like a little boutique hotel that doesn't necessarily have a comedy club. No. Um, you, but you make it work. I mean, the, the time I came in, that was the, the opening night. I opening think, night I think was really it was good. Night. It's been like, it's kind of like been a slow roller coaster. Right. Um, but I mean, if it's at capacity, and I don't, I'm not downplaying this, but uh, I want to say like maybe 70. Okay, I was gonna say 100. So uh, yeah, I was, gonna, 100, I was gonna give you 30 70. more. Yeah. So and and maybe when I was here, maybe 60 people. Mm -hmm. So close to sold yeah. out, or maybe sold out. Well, this. But 60 is not a lot. It's not. No, no, no. But um, I. <laughs> There are so many people in entertainment that I meet over the years that really oversell themselves. And I just hate that shit. Cause it's like, just, it's okay to be confident, but like things take time to build. Sure. So when I do tours- Which when you look at our YouTube numbers, you'll remember that, okay? Dude, I mean, <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, it's, it's really, it's a real thing. And so- um, You get more people to come out to see you live than I get just in their fucking living room uh, watching uh, Vegas Junkies. But yeah, it's okay. Um, yeah, when I did, every tour that I do, I try to pick a venue that's, you know, if it's just me solo touring with no opener or anything, I'll pick a venue that's like 50, 60 seaters. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if I have a partner that I'm touring with or I have a local opener, I'll pick like 120. 
but I know what I can feasibly sell without being like wanting to pull my hair out. And also you want to have a good show. You want it to feel full. Even if it's 20 people, you want right. a packed, the bodies are what give you energy as a comic. So, um, so when I was, <laughs> when I decided I wanted to start a Vegas show, I blindly reached out to the artist and I was looking for a space that was pretty intimate. And I was looking for a place that wasn't like a mainstream casino or on the strip because I knew there's just too much shit to do in Vegas. Like, mm -hmm. you can't gonna be like, come to my, come to my show. <laughs> there's like a 5,000 comedy clubs. So it needed to be done differently. So um, blindly emailed the artisan and Chris, the GM here, randomly, um, he helped open the American Comedy Company in San Diego, one of the biggest comedy clubs in San Diego. So he struck a nerve. I did. That. And yeah. he was like, I've been looking to do something in our space. And I was like, he's like, you know, what do you think you can pull off? And I was like, well, I don't fucking know. I live in LA. I'm going to be coming out here every week from Los Angeles. I have no idea. And you picked like maybe the hardest night possible. Monday. I would think Monday night. I like picking hard nights. My other show in LA, Boss Comedy, um, we're about to expand to three other cities, but um, that one's on Sundays at 10 p.m. and we've been selling out. Wow. Um, it's once a month though, it's not weekly. Once a month is a little bit easier to pull off than weekly. Weekly is hard. Yeah. But we knew um, with a space like this, it was like we have to focus on getting locals to want to come out to a weekly something. Yeah. And then I also have a lot of friends that work in service you know, whatever that is, hair, yeah. bartending, whatever. And they need something to do. And, and, yeah, and, I, and I think it's good that it's maybe off the beaten path. Like, it makes it easier for well, them. And I did research on this place, and it's very reminiscent. A lot of um, a lot of the bar staff in Vegas, this used to be after hours. Oh I, oh, I know. So yeah. to them, to me, I was like, because I, you know, I started comedy in Chicago. I have a lot of friends that bartend in Chicago. Whenever I go back to Chicago, I still like to go to these certain hotels that we used to after party at. Yeah. Because it's like fun memories yeah. for me. We'll be like at the rooftop. And be like, I didn't know you were even allowed in here before four a.m. No, until, I know. Until you came. It's way it's way more chill now from what I can tell. Yeah. From what it used to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just you know I wanted to expand the name of my podcast, which is Future Home Future Role Model. So it's, this show is Future Role Model Live. Um, and just, you know, at least start getting that name out there. And yeah, it's a lot of work. <laughs> did you consider doing the show right here in this chapel just because it would be so wrong? Oh my God, we did one. <laughs> I feel um, like you've got the seating, I here's didn't, the stage. I didn't even realize this chapel was a thing. And then Halloween weekend, I was like, Chris, why don't we do the show in the chapel? And they also had an option for like a, a partial buyout in the, in the bar. Yep. I was like, well, of course, take the fucking bio. Sure. Let's do the spooky chapel for Halloween. It's perfect. It was packed in here. I bet. And people loved it. There's something cool about it. There's something about, cool about yeah. it. Yeah. And so part of me is like, well, maybe we should start doing the show in the chapel. Yeah. Or maybe like a special extra naughty. Extra uh, editions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Midnight chapel show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but the only thing is, you know, people have to get up and go get drinks because the bar is over there. So right. it's always logistical, but, um. Yeah, so we're just, you know, we have this until Maybe have December. A guy, have a guy dress up as Jesus right here in the corner and Dude, serve just, the drinks. And no, just, just have him stand there the whole time and, like, not even acknowledge the fact that he's on stage. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> right? Yeah, just do all the wrong things. Uh, yeah, there was some definite. I debuted a new joke in here that night, and it crushed. I'm like, this place is good luck for me. Is it? Is it when you're in a room like, not this, but where you do the 
actual show. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've got half a house, which I'm sure has probably happened on a Monday night, is it hard to gauge whether it's the material or just the lack of energy? Like, how do you know if there's 40 Dude. people in the room? How do you know if it's you or or just lack of... I don't know. I mean, we get good at reading that over time. I mean, I, this 2020 will be my 10th year of stand-up. So, I mean, like, for example, when I debuted that jo- <laughs> the joke I'm referencing is me talking shit about babies. And it's a, it's a joke that goes on and on and on. Um, I, I wrote it in a car with a bunch of my friends. Halloween weekend, before coming to do the show, I was on mushrooms. I was laughing my fucking ass off to the point of screaming. I was in a car with my friends, screaming, laughing at this idea. I had to write it all down in my phone, my eyes all like mushroomy. And I came and debuted it here and it crushed. And I was like, all right, I didn't, I knew it was, you have to be able to separate a couple of things here. Cause there's a plenty of times that you're on like mushrooms or you're drunk and you think something's funny and you have to remind yourself that you're just in that state of mind. Right. But if something is so funny, you can't stop tagging it with your friends. I'm like, oh, there's something here. So I debuted it and then I took it on the road for the AFE tour um, in Spain and Italy. Crushed it, it crushed everywhere, right? Last night at our show in LA, um, a comic who's pretty new was on stage before me and he ran the light by 12 minutes. And that's a long Explain fucking time. Explain the light. So when you get a light, you have like a minute, maybe two minutes to wrap your set. Um, when you run the light, you're a dick. <laughs> you're a dick. Um, because usually the reason people run the light is because they think that they're above it or they don't think they went out on a big enough laugh and they're trying to find a bigger laugh. But if you're, you're not gonna do that. You know, you're not gonna do that within like another minute. It usually takes like five more minutes to do that. So you're just a dick. Um, not, a, not as a person, but as, a, sure, per, sure. as an artist and um, whatever. So this guy ran the light by like 12 minutes. Pretty newer comic. So he didn't run the light doing anything good. He was like fishing for material totally smashed the room. Like, um, the guy before him brought the room up so big, he was in from New York, one of the funniest motherfuckers I've ever seen. And then this guy gets on, runs the light, totally blankets the room. So I had to get on stage and recover. recover. So it took me half my set to get the room almost back to where it was to start. Um, So yeah, that's, and then I tried the joke, didn't work at all. So then I knew it wasn't me. Right. You know, it was the room, it was the situation. That fucker that ran the light. That fucker that ran the light. <laughs> Fuck yeah. him. Yeah. He's a nice guy. I All mean, right. that's what sucks about it. So usually, you know, people are nice to did you Did you just give him a little talking to? No, you know, no. find the right guy. He time. knows. I never do it when I'm heated in the moment because you don't want to just, you know, you right. don't corner people when you're fresh off the stage. Right, right. What the fuck was that, bro? <laughs> so from here, where's your next, when you, do you go back out on the road? Um, no, well, I have a stint in San Francisco next week, and then I have four more shows left here in Vegas before the end of the year. All right. And then usually I go home to Wisconsin and Chicagoland over the holidays and do like a bunch of shows and like mini tours. Mm-hmm. This year I was like, yeah, I'm fucking tired. So after December 16th, I'm not doing another show until January 3rd. All right. Mm-hmm. So 
better get out to the artisan. <laughs> Biggest junkies, come out to the artisan. Get out. <laughs> thank you so much. I know thank you've got you. a show to do, so we're gonna let yeah, you go. You go do your me. thing. Thank you so much. This All right. Fun. I'm glad, uh, NPH, I'm NPH comedy. Yes. Hey guys, we got a crazy show. Uh, we, we did, this is not the normal podcast this week, so uh, it's a little crazy. We were on the street, we were on the strip, giving stuff away. Uh, we went on location to, uh, to the Artisan Hotel to sit down with uh, NPH Comedy, uh, Natasha over there, and then uh, we had Ricardo Laguna on the show too, so uh, get ready. This is going to be a good one. Boom! Live with Ricardo Laguna. Hola yeah, chicos, chicos. Yeah. Oh, español. Un poquito. Did you Tal like my? Bilingue. I gave you a little Spanish the other day. I know what's coming. I know it's coming. On the phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm impressed. You, where are you getting? Uh, you know, junior high Spanish and high school Spanish and college, and then I can't. I literally all I can say is what I said to you, which oh, wow. was yeah. el lapis yellow, es yellow. amarillo. Yeah, yellow. Yeah. The, the pencil yellow. is yellow. Yeah. That's the only thing you should have. That's all I got. I think it's gonna come in handy one day at the club, <laughs> one day at the bar, right, or in college, right. Yeah, like if I go back to school, yeah, just I to inform people, like the pencil is yellow. Yeah. Because you can't tell because it's not bright enough on a white piece of paper. But it was exactly. fun listening to that little conversation on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> so at least it provided some entertainment yeah. for us. What for can me, I say? You grew up speaking both languages, like well, as a young kid? I grew up in Mexico until I was 13. Wow. If you ask me the worst age to get another transition to a different language is 13 because I was barely trying to master Spanish. And now you throw a fastball and you have to learn English. English. So now I'm like halfway. I'm not good at Spanish nor in English. <laughs> and I just hope that people can understand me. Well, it seems like you're getting by pretty well, so I think you're okay. you. You're okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're all dressed up. You're, I know you're, you squeezed us in tonight because you're headed over to Mandalay Bay for something cool tonight. Actually, it's Palm's Place. Palm's Place. I, yeah, okay. I'm all over the you place. You lied to me, uh, I thought. I, 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 I think well, I might have told you, but okay. I went from my phone to it. You didn't want me to stalk you, just in case. You're like, yeah, well, let me just <laughs> tell you. Figure yeah. me out. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you the wrong place I'm going. <laughs> and then you just show it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> be like, where is he? Gotcha. So, no. No, excited. Uh, Manny Pack is going to be here in Las Vegas doing a fundraiser, and uh, I'm part of the, the special guest. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Giving one of my helmets away, so hopefully it sells for oh, high cool. top dot value. Yeah. I know uh, one of them right now is uh, the Planet Hollywood oh, restaurant. Yeah. Because when I got told it was going to be there, I went to Planet Hollywood, and I was like, where am I supposed to go? Wrong casino. Okay, it yeah. happens. But they, they have my helmet there and it sold for a couple thousand dollars. So That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you know Manny personally? Have you met him before? Uh, I met him briefly. I think this is going to be the time, like, now it's going to be more of a bonding right. thing. You'll do the shake and the whole thing? Like yeah, the, shake and bake. The bro shake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch that movie, prepare it just so I can perform <laughs> that tonight. I love it. And what's the fundraiser for exactly? Uh, he has a charity himself, so everything goes to his charity foundation. Yep. He's a busy guy. You're a busy uh, guy. I mean, I still got time to sleep. So I'm not that busy. I always tell my publicist, if I have time to sleep, your job's in jeopardy. You <laughs> Alyssa, are you listening? Oh, is Alyssa your publicist? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I was just gonna say, you have the best publicist ever. Shout out to Alyssa, for sure, because I see you at every cool thing. You're at every cool, well, I'm not <laughs> there, because I don't have a publicist, but so I'm telling you the wrong place. He's stalking yeah. you on Instagram. Yeah, I see no, you on Instagram. Maybe not in real life, but on Instagram. Yeah, on uh, Instagram, you're always at like really cool stuff, and then you do a lot of really nice, uh, like daytime 
activities or things like for the community and stuff. Indeed, I see like you go to different schools. I'm actually the number one requested guest speaker for the Clark County School Payback Program. Yeah. So basically it's a program where they invite different people that they have something in their industry and they can come and talk to the kids, tell their story to hopefully pick those two cents and they can, you know, apply it to their lifestyle and be very successful as those have been. Awesome. Good yeah. for you. If you guys ever want to come out, please. Yeah. I know the people. I know, I know you You bring our buddy uh, Julian Marquez with you sometimes. Yeah, he gets nervous. I'm all like, I was, just I talking was, to the kids. Well, I would be nervous too because I was just going to ask you, do you prepare what you're going to say to them? Like, kids are scary. Like, I don't know what, <laughs> yeah, I, what, what, what do you... Me, but I wouldn't you, expect Julian to get yeah. nervous. He didn't. Right. Uh, I mean... I think he'd be good at it, though. No, he did great. He did great. Don't get me wrong. He'll get comfortable he did great. and he'll be awesome. Yeah, but it, I get it. I mean... High school kids, kids they stare at you like this. Right. Or they think that he's like, you're a joke. You ride little kids' bikes and you're almost 40 years old. Get your act together. <laughs> but you always get just that one kid that, you know, after you left, they hit you up through social media or right before you leave, they, you know, they like, yeah. you really made that impact. And, and for me, that's enough for me to keep doing it. I mean, I have one kid that met me at a BMX show, got a free helmet, wore it for like five years, asked me if he could come to my house. I was like, all right, man, you're good enough. Because my house is a little gnarly, too, to get any, like, intermediate people. So he started getting better. I was like, hey, man, you're good enough to do shows. So now he's making livelihood with me doing BMX shows. That is awesome. Explain that for the people. I've been to your house, so I know what you're talking about. <laughs> but tell the Pint Size Warrior oh, here video and everyone else what is going on in your backyard. So RL's backyard is probably the easiest way. If you guys want to check out on social media, see the photos, videos, and the madness that goes on. I just got done doing a 360 video for VR. It's going to be the next thing. I'm super excited, so now I'm jumping the gun here. Yeah. But, uh... I basically have the bent lease of ramps. So I have uh, the top layer of the ramps is made out of 10,000 pieces of paper compressed into a 3 8 sheet. And it's just super like smooth, super fast. It's supposed to last. And you made it, right? Yeah, I built them all with these two hands. Yeah, yeah. Crazy to say, I built Stevie Oki. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Stevie Oki hired me to build them ramps. Last year, two years ago, I got hired to go to Dubai to build ramps. So it's becoming like a side hustle without trying a side hustle. Right. That's and so, really have cool. you seen Steve ride, or like he? Yeah, he... I mean, skateboards. Oh, skateboards. Okay, yeah, I mean, okay. when I built them, like when I went up to him, I was like, "Do you want me to build you a punk and extension, this and that?" I was like, "Just a mini half pipe." I was like, "Okay, I mean, it's not gonna cost you extra." Mini half pipe. Like, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> Which, by the way, I need to hit him back up because he has the deepest pool in the whole city of Henderson because it's three-story high and you can jump off the third floor and dive into it. And you want to do that. And I told him the only reason I would do this job besides getting paid for it, uh, I had to be allowed to come with my bike, do a backflip into his pool. <laughs> and he said I signed waivers and talked to his people. And Really? That has yet to happen. Well, I want to be there when be that really happens, cool video. though. Well... Uh, it's gonna happen. That's Make all I have to say. Yeah. And will you be on the bike when yeah. it goes into the pool? It's kind of like lake jumping. Or, but do you separate? No, you stay on. You stay on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. So, like back in the day, it's called lake jumping. You would put a, a ramp, and then the deepest part of the lake, you would jump, try to learn a trick. Right. We're hurt when you mess up. We call it crashing, but yeah. Exactly. You know. I think it would hurt when you did it right. Yeah, yeah, it was really painful. Thank God technology <laughs> cut on, and now we have foam pits. Okay. So uh, it's kind of like taking a lake jump to, uh, I don't know, three stories, if I was to guess. 
36 feet, and 12 turf feet a pop. Do you get nervous about any of this stuff anymore? I mean, I'm no, it's just to you if I not get nervous. Okay. Of course I get nervous, but, but it's it. a good nervous. So it's always hard for me to explain to someone's like, I'm nervous, I've done it over and over, or right. if I'm about to learn it, I kind of already visualize it. So you just have to overcome that and uh, don't let it get to you. It's like how a fighter feels walking into the cage, probably, right? I, like, I can relate. Same kind of, uh, I can relate, but I'm a lover, so I can just relate. <laughs> what would so. it take for you to just jump off the roof into no the pool? No chance. No way. You know, I have a friend. I know. So I'm going to I'm gonna bring you down. <laughs> okay. To Coco pick you back up. Man. <laughs> My friend, he's a director for a hospital here. He's a good friend of Stevie Oki. Okay. He jumped off, and he claims that he's not an athlete. He's over 40 years old. I think a couple kids. Jumped off into the pool. Yes. Yeah, so he did it. Just a jump. I'm assuming he has high bolted ceilings. Traditionally, they're 8 or 12, so I'm sure because he's a boss, his house is a mansion. I've heard his so house is insane. 12 times 3, my math is correct, is 36, 36 feet. feet. That's high, Into man. 20 That's some odd feet, feet three and a half basketball. I've done it pretty high hoops. at the lake. Yeah. Pretty high off. You're it's off scary, the team. She's just being recruited. Yeah, I'll video her. <laughs> I'll yeah. do it. I'll jump off the roof. Not right. off the bike, but off the roof. All right, there you go. Let's right. make this happen. That's verbally binding. Back. You can sit yes. back and watch. Pint Size Warrior is going to leap off uh, 36 feet. I love it. Let's go. Yeah, I, I can't. Now, the real question is what you do with a bike. No. <laughs> <laughs> Seems dangerous on a bike. Seems yeah, dangerous no. regardless. But on a no, bike, cause cut it right when you there, hit no. the water, what ha Like, does it go on? Does the whole bike. I mean, I'm pretty sure, like. You've never done anything like this before, right? I haven't done this in, God, 20 odd years. Okay. I've been riding bikes for 20, this is my 25th year. Wow. So things have changed. And back then we would put like soda pop uh, bottles. They were empty, so then it float. I remember sometimes I would, you can only imagine the impact or me hitting what. It wasn't pleasant. But it helped me to learn crypto in the back place. And how long have you lived in Vegas? 25 years. A long, wow. 1995. So yeah, I'm going into my 25th year. And the house that I was at, You've I've been for how 11 long? years. 11 years. Yeah, and then at my parents' house, which have yet to be, my house is actually the mini size. Oh. That's half an acre. I have my parents' house, I have a full acre. For those of you uh, that want to have a peek, it looks like that. Oh. And yeah, it looks yeah, yeah. kind of like that. Yeah, there it is. So it's a full acre. That one has a foam fed mini ramp and every possible dirt jump you can ever think of. So I don't have an excuse why I'm not winning contests. And that's at their house. Yeah, I'm like three miles away. And I want to see this. Did they? I have you... spare helmets, spare bikes. <laughs> I didn't say I want to do it. I He's just want to see it. He's got a lot of bikes <laughs> in the garage. I saw. There's all kinds of bikes. I have a fetish for and... bikes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you first got into this, did your parents think you were crazy? Um, yeah. Yeah, of course. Especially because I came from a traditional Hispanic family where. I made my first $20 when I was eight years old. I used to play Pee-wee All-Star. I was in the Pee-wee All-Star League for baseball. Yeah. And uh, we were down by six runs or so. And uh, my coach said if I hit the Grand Slam, because bases were loaded, yep. he was going to pay me $20. I did it, and we didn't win the game. So oh. it's a bummer. That's probably why I don't like team sports, and I love BMX. <laughs> if I ever mess up, who do I need to blame? That it's guy all on right you. there. Yeah. Yeah. So. When you do mess up, do you are you able to shake it off quick, um, or does do you just like between uh, meets so, or? So or? In, in in the 
BMX world, a lot of people call me uh, cheater, seller, whatever, because my, my house are, as I said, they're like the Bentleys or ramps. The landings are cushioned. They're, they're known as resi jumps. So that's where I do my stuff over and over and over. And whenever I fall, it's literally slide or it has a cushion to break the fall so it doesn't yeah. hurt. And whenever there's contests or like the real that you do it on the dirt jumps. So a lot of people is like, it doesn't count because it's on resi. But I'm just trying to, you know, save the body yeah. because falls That's are going to come. That's why you've been think, able to do it for so long, probably. About it. Yeah. yeah. I'm a dinosaur in my sport. 37 years young. <laughs> Jeez. Are you looked at as a dinosaur I am. to them? Like, what are most kids, like, are most of them like 18 to 20 kind of things? Last year, last year I did a contest. I got second place. I was the first loser. <laughs> The kid that beat me, I can literally be his dad. <laughs> I don't think it's funny. I don't know why he's laughing, by the way. It doesn't look he's like still laughing. You look under 30, for sure. Well, I mean, I'll take great. that. You but thank yeah, you. you do look under 30, for yeah, sure. It's keeping you young. Uh, you know, those damn kids give me gray hairs, though, I think. <laughs> now, do, do they hate on you, or do they look up to you? I think they just make fun of me, because uh, I know it's going to sound weird. I have brakes on my bike. And my seat is really high because crazy to say the seat is used for certain tricks. And I wear pads. In action sports for BMX, it's not cool to do that. Really? Wait, I never knew that. So most most people no don't brakes. wear pads. It's not cool to protect yourself. Yeah, yeah. and no brakes. Do they wear helmets? Uh, most of them. Uh, oh my god. Yeah, they don't. I hate talking about it because I'm the guy that pushes bike safety. So that's why, like, the kids are starting, they look up to me, I'm gone. Right. But the people are in the industry is like, this joker is wearing pads, portable foam fit with a helmet and brakes on his bike. What is he thinking? I like that oh, you don't care, though, when you, you, oh, you no, do it. Oh, not at all, yeah. I'm, I do my own thing. Good. Wow, I never realized that there's no brakes on those bikes. That's, yeah. Um, why not? So, Just, fun fact, for a bike company, by law, they have to sell them with brakes, but they're not functioning brakes. You can literally, once you buy, you just pull them off and they're never there. So what do they do? How do they... They think that uh, brakes get on your way and it slows you down. I'm like, yeah, it slows you down when you mess up. Right. It slows you not down don't when, pull you the need, when you need it. But that's just my theory. Hey, more power okay. to them. Kids. It makes my life a lot easier having my pads and my brakes. <laughs> sure. And uh, I love it when the kids are like, oh, I just took out my brakes. I don't want to try that trick because it's a little crazy with no brakes. Why you could try it, it and you had the brakes. I don't know. I leave okay. it to them. And do they, I don't judge. Do they hate on you on social media? I have a hater fan. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, Ricardo, un- Ricardo underscore Laguna. <laughs> no! no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I have a couple friends. Um, you have the best outlook about it, though. Like, He's just like, I, yeah, I, hey, what it is. I, I, I forgot what's the theory. If, they're not hating, if you don't have haters, you ain't doing it right or something right. like that? Okay. Right. I guess I'm doing something decent. So, please, I would like to see more out there. <laughs> Sometimes I'm disappointed because when the story disappears, yeah. and like some of my friends, you saw how they were making fun of you? I'm like, really? Darn, I missed it. Do you ever respond uh, like on Instagram to any of the haters? Or? Nah, I won't lower myself down to them. You just tune them out. <laughs> yeah, but I like to see it. Because right now there's one guy that uh, he's from the East Coast. Yeah. Every, but you know, I do take a lot of shirtless photos. I don't know why. It's hot in Vegas. That's my excuse. Hey, I'd be shirtless 24/7 if I was looking like you. 24/7, Ricardo. I wouldn't be wearing shirts. Well, uh, I do it uh, with, with no shame to the game. Um, and he does the worst graphic design to 
Photoshop his face in all his photos. So there's a lot of photos of me with his face. So he's hilarious. Yeah. And then he makes fun of me on top of that. That's crazy. John I love it. Yeah, that. I might start doing that but actually not make fun because of you. Yeah. <laughs> if, I just get, if I get a just little tan, I can pull it off. Job. He yeah. actually made it a point to yeah. say that he gained a couple followers and likes after a couple photos he made fun of me and tagged me. So whatever, more yeah. power to him. It's hey. like you said though, you're doing something right. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're bringing out some some of the haters. They're wasting their time focusing on you. So, like, <laughs> When are your next uh, competitions? So crazy to say, my season just ended. Okay. Three weeks ago, um, I had the USA BMX Championship, uh, and first year that I didn't lose a race. Out of you did 30, lose a race? Not a single race. Wow. Thirty-six races, flawless season. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So and it's crazy because there's this guy that writes for Mongo's. They're like, he wants to beat you. Know, he wants to break because everybody knows because you have to keep up with the stats and. Uh, Yes, I got lucky. Oh, good for you. So I got told once. That's where I'm going with it. So I once got told, like, you're lucky. And I was like, I'm not lucky. I work really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And then she goes, like, do you know the definition of lucky? And I was like, I don't know. No. And then she goes, like, she wrote it up, like, something, something. And my Spanglish kicked in. I was like, no te entiendo. (laughs) So then she was like, let me explain to you. And I'm like, all right. There's three people. There's a dollar on the floor. First person walks by, didn't see the dollar. Not lucky. Second person walks by, sees the dollar. Too busy, got more money. A dollar does is not worth his time. Bending down is too much work. Not lucky. Third person walks by, sees the dollar, stops from whatever he's doing, executes, bending down. You might think it's nothing, but it's work. Picks it up, puts it in his pocket. Lucky person. He was in the right place, willing to do what he had to do to earn that. So that's, I like to be like, I am maybe lucky. Because right. I've been in the right place, I did the homework, executed when they called my name. All right, I like it. Motivation Monday. Motivation <laughs> Monday, yeah. There you go, we gotta, we gotta take that one. We gotta cut that one out for that. Yeah, that was good. And then, so when does your season start next year? Uh, January 5th or 8th, I can't remember. But I'm hoping it's not gonna conflict with my seven, 16th or 17th. I team up with Land Rover. Um, I do a helmet giveaway. I build a miniature skate park. I hire a nine, well now he's 11. He's turning 11 then. Uh, his dad had to start a bank account. Scooter kid, because he's making money doing shows with me. That's so amazing. the idea is, people can come out, I don't care what sport you do, you come out, get a free helmet. We want the parents to get a free helmet because the kids see their parents wearing a helmet. Yeah. They think it's going to be cool. They see us riding doing the tricks. They're going to be like, oh my God, if he's wearing a helmet, I'm planning that scene at a young age, so he's going to wear it. Yeah. And they get to meet us or hopefully have the story like Jonathan, the kid that yeah. now I hire him to do shows with me. That's great. So, yeah. And up to date, past three years, old thousand helmets going. All of them. One stop. Wow. So first come, serve. So uh, I wish I had a date, but I'm working with Land Rover. And that's Rover. at Land Rover, yeah, over yeah. off the 215, yep. that one? Yeah, yep, yep. So yeah, next, near the Porsche dealership that right I, I drool when I drive by. <laughs> yeah. Or Subaru you know for me, well. because okay. Subaru is uh, yeah. more of my cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, man, thank you so much for stopping by today. I know you got to run to... Uh, <laughs> The to palms. go see Manny. Now I'm making it public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's following me now. Don't worry. Right? Say what time, what day this is. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's an honor. Thanks for having me. It was fun. And um, 
Yeah, I love talking with you guys. I like it. We'll do it I again. Guess, uh, I have to come back next week because I might I have more updates. I come, feel like yeah. you have so much more to say. Yeah. And please come to our charity event that we're doing December here, 6th. Here at the Tropicana, December 19th. 19th. I will gotcha. send you a I will send you the VIP invite. Uh-oh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's All right. it. It's maybe, official. Maybe we can auction off uh, bike, helmet, whatever. Yeah, let's do Jersey. it. Jersey. Yes. Would yes. love it. Done. All right. Ricardo Laguna, awesome. everybody.